podcasting from his front porch in Charleston, South Carolina. Grab a glass of good old-fashioned Southern sweet tea, put the kids to bed, take the phone off the hook, and get ready to learn how to turn paid traffic into leads, sales, and profit. And now, here's your host for the Media Buyers Association podcast, media buying expert, Charles Kirkland. Hey, 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 this is Charles, founder of the Media Buyer Association. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Whether you're listening to it day, evening, or somewhere in between, you're going to learn a lot about the world of paid traffic. Now, today I've got the man that really needs no introduction. If you've been into paid traffic for all of about 30 and a half seconds, you will know who Brad is. So Brad Geddes is really the godfather of traffic. I could sit here and name off literally what he's done from like 1998 and I probably would take the whole 30 minutes and still not cover it. So Brad, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, thanks for having me. Dude, I'm excited. I am super excited today. Now, this is what happened. Brad's got a software and I'm going to screw the name up because I'm very good at doing that. And we'll just, we'll blame it on the Southern accent here. He's got a software called Ad Analysis. I screwed up probably. Who knows? Um, but first of all, it's probably one of the most important pieces of software I think I've ever gotten an opportunity to even look at. We're, we're just getting started with it, but when I initially saw it, I was thinking, like, crap, this thing's going to be like $1,000 a month. I know it's going to be super expensive, and it wasn't, but we're going to get to that. So, so first of all, Brett, why did you create the software? Tell us about what it does. Sure. So at the the software primarily is all about ad testing, um, and and we essentially have sort of three ways we test ads. Uh, we look at best ads within an ad group, which is single ad group testing. We'll do pattern matches across ad groups, so you can get insights. Um, and we've recently added quality score because that's all about ad testing too. But the the reason why was we were looking at how so. Ads are the only part of an account users see, right? Users don't care about your targeting methods. That's for you. That's your bidding and so forth. Users think about your ads. And, and so everyone in the industry says, oh, ad testing is important. Ad testing is important. And when we looked in reality how people test ads, it goes like this. They, they set up, you know, maybe 100 ad groups. could be 10,000. Numbers are irrelevant here. That's all just about scale. And then they make two ads per ad group. And then... Month one, they go in and they're like, all right, I'm going to make sure I have statistical significance and look at confidence factors in ANOVA for all my ad groups. And the reality is you maybe have three winners. And, and, and you get a little deflated that you have 100 ad tests and three things to do. And, and so the next month, you do that again. You got, oh, five winners. Great. We have with two months of data. And the third month, you start eyeballing it and saying, well, that looks better than that one. I don't really need to run test results for this. Let's just pause this loser. And, and humans are terrible at figuring out patterns. We, we love to make patterns. So we thought, you know what? Computers can do this, right? Our mantra is if a computer can do it as well as a person, a person shouldn't waste their time. People should be given actual data. So essentially, we did it so people could make real results with their ad tests, but then only give people actions when there's actually something to do and not waste our time with meaningless math. I tell you, that's exciting because as you're telling, if you're describing this, I'm thinking, hey, that's me. Oh, that is me. Oh, third month, that is definitely me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
and it's across platform, whether it's Facebook, whether it's AdWords, whether it's Twitter, wh- whether it's disp- wh- whatever. It's like you get to a point where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I- I'll take a, I'll take an educated guess. And uh, I usually probably turn off my most profitable ad campaigns, but, you know, we live and we learn. So really, at the core of what we're talking about is users could care less about targeting. only thing they see is the ad, how your ad compares to somebody else's ad in the world of Google you know, you really you're fighting your neighbor. Whoever your neighbor is, whoever one, two, and three is, that's who you're fighting with. So what you're really saying is basically the thing that matters the most, you get the biggest lift because you're not going to get a massive lift from from bidding, from adjusting bids, all that plays into a part. But your biggest gains really come from your ads, your ad copy. Exactly, right? Some part users see, and, and I also, so bidding's important, right? It's controlling the money. But but bidding is a transient gain. So when you when you spend time setting a new bid, your your actions are relevant only until you set a new bid, right? And and that's it, where testing ads, testing landing pages, adding new keywords, adding negatives have long term impacts, which is why from a, a high theoretical level, I'm a fan of automating bidding, even if it's not perfect in margins. Um, because the time you save can be so much better used in making permanent gains of adding new negative keywords or, or, or creating, you know, a new landing page test. Yes. Yes. Where the, real, where the real gain comes. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're doing the exact same thing as your competitors, which is basically drowning and trying to, you know, come up with something better, period – you really don't come up with anything better than your competitors. You have to think differently. You have to automate differently, and you have to just plain be a lot smarter. Now, when I came across this, I was quite excited. I was super excited, and I looked at it, and uh, I almost didn't want to click on the pricing button because, I mean, Brad, it's like you look at this, it's like, man, this thing's going to be a thousand bucks a month, or at least two forty-seven or four ninety-seven, and um, I was pleasantly surprised. I was actually somewhat in shock. I had to kind of look like, well, well, maybe that's per day, uh, per per. I was like surprised. I mean, completely and utterly shocked in a good way. So, I mean, I've been in this industry a long time, and and when you start paying eight people a percentage of spend, you suddenly have nothing left, right? And and also, everyone wants a little piece here. So we actually really, really thought our pricing was okay. Are we've got. API costs, we have database storage costs, we have processing costs, but all our hard our costs are only related to how many ads you have in our system. So so we instead we said, you know what, if you've got 10 million ads, that is a different price than 20 ads. Right. And so we essentially took took a different view of that. So if you've got, I mean we have people paying us quite a bit of money a month because they've got 20 million, 30 million ads in their accounts. If you've got 100 ads, it's a really low price point. We want to make it accessible to everyone, not price out people. Oh, absolutely. And I was shocked when I saw this because every other platform I think I've ever looked at was like, we want a base and we want a percentage of spend. Mm-hmm. And, and you start looking at it like, okay, well, we're using something here to manage ads cross-platform. We're using something here to do relevant testing or bidding. And next thing you know, all of a sudden you end up with basically a boatload of people like you said, to I mean, and, and this is a, a I think a scary example, but it's relatively true. We make a boatload of money, usually on a handful of ads. We do the ROI is just insane. But as we begin to scale these things up, 
literally my profit margin starts drying up, drying up. And then sometimes we're literally quite often we're going negative just for customer acquisition. And it's one thing to go negative for customer acquisition. There's nothing to tack another seven or eight or even five percent onto that. I mean, that that really makes it where you're I'm, I'm working to pay somebody else at that point. Well, and, and a lot of our customers are already using Moran or Kenshu or Adobe DoubleClick, you know, name name whoever your bid system is, right? So they can't absorb that price very well. Or if they're an agency, they can't sell that additional price point. But none of those systems have really good ad testing platforms in them. So it's, it's I think we're going to see the rise, and you probably see this a lot, we're going to see the rise in the next, I think, two to three years of complementary just get stuff done platform systems where where you know it's you know Miranda can't shoot there I mean they're good systems but they don't tell you where to go fix quality score they don't automate ad testing they they don't do negative keywords off like an n-gram level and and so and if you're using Google CPA bid system or even their rules you don't need a third-party platform outside of maybe client reporting or something right you don't need them for bidding so I think you're going to see some softwares rise up that are handling everything but the bidding aspects. Well, I, I totally agree with you, and I really think CPA period has changed the game. Um, when you look at it from the standpoint of, okay, do I want to sit here and try to figure this out and micromanage it, or do I just want to say, get me, get me users added and acquired user base of X, Y, or Z? I think that really is a huge game changer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's for lead gen, that's great. Or, or even Google's rudimentary bid rules for e-commerce. They're not perfect, right? But you got to ask yourself, okay, what's better? Me to hand 5% of spend to a third party or me to use these really basic tools that are 3% off my margins or are they 6% off, right? And that kind of tells you which one you, you probably want to use. But they're, they're good enough for not everybody, but for, for most people. Oh, you know, I think you you just hit on a good point. I mean, and I'm even going to say maybe 95% of the people will will be fine using those. I think then, you know, you do have that small percentage of people that are like, they need everything. I mean, and if they could double whatever they have, they would. Um, but that percentage is, I think, so relatively small compared to the overall, you know, universe of users. And I, and I think that's huge. Like, looking just looking at your software... Um, we came into it. We were pretty much using um, Google Ads. We, we unfortunately we had some we had we had uh, had some Google problems. Finally, had it took a while to the account cleaned back up and fixed. Um, but once we got it back up and running, I'm like a happy, happy camper looking at some tools like this because I feel like this is something that I need. That is probably the best investment I can make when it comes to Google Pay Per Click, hands down. I can't. I can't think of another platform that would uh would give me the bang for the buck that we've got here. Which I'm glad to hear that. That's that's the goal, right? And and you know we will layer in. So our goal is always focus users on actions or make bulk actions simple. Um, and and so we'll roll in more and more features over the next coming years on, on that. I mean we just rolled out the quality score tool, which you know now that you've got. Because um, quality score is all about either fixing your landing page or, or organization or testing ads. I mean, that's all quality score comes down to is those three things. So we can do things like take a look at 
what's your weighted quality score, is your problem landing pages or ad related, um, and, and run it through an algorithm and say, here's the ad group that you need to fix the absolute most, or here's the second most, right? And, and that's, again, let users, let, let a machine do the math, let the user focus in, here's my top clause score gain, or here's my top, you know, gain over here, whatever it happens to be. Um, and, and I think that's, that's important because there's too many things to do where you kind of like look at your data all day long. You're like, well, that was interesting. And if you ever say that, you probably just waste an hour of your life and never get back, right? Yes. People need to know what to go do. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've looked at data before and it's like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even say this. My wife is an accountant. Um, so literally I have my wife like crunch out these massive spreadsheets and she's like, okay, here's your problems. And some days I look at them like, I know the problem, but I don't know how to fix it. Like, I got 10 problems. Which one is giving me the biggest bang for my buck? You know, and, and often we look at it. I think most people spend their time tinkering on the, uh, I would just call it the macro, you know, even the micro things, things that really almost make very little difference overall when the big problem, like you said, maybe quality score. Maybe their landing page completely, utterly sucks. You know, and I think that is a huge problem. What do you see, what do you think is like the biggest problem the average user has when it comes to, you know, just using Google in general? So, the, I mean, this is why people like you exist, right? The biggest problem is not understanding the basics of organization, keyword match types, and ads, right? I mean, in reality, the, the amount of accounts we still see that are like, one ad group and 2,000 keywords and all broad matched words and they're terrible, right? Some people get better. Like organization's the first thing they, they get a handle on of how to actually do organization decently. And, and next it's about learning about match types and actually you're managing search queries, not keywords, right? They're just a proxy for search queries. And, and then you just learn about the ads and next it's the ad extensions which with the new, you know, desktop layout are, are super, super important. And again, most accounts don't have structure snippets or call-its, let alone, you know, some of the other uh, lesser known extensions. So I think it's, it's the basics are still the problem of most accounts. I mean, again, that's why you've got, you know, Google's got like 3 million advertisers or something. And, you know, there's probably 100,000 good ones. And there's probably a million being managed by resellers and the other, you know, 1.5 million or so in, the mid, in that middle range are really where, where just understanding the basics will give them a huge, huge lift. But the, it, it requires, you know, four to six hours of time to learn the basics well, not the advanced stuff. Oh, I think you hit it on the big thing. I see so many people, they have this concept of, I read a sales letter somewhere and I should immediately be able to like put money into Google and it needs to like spit my money out immediately and you know small unmarked bills and you realize that so many small businesses you know the first thing they do is they just open an account give it a try and wonder why it doesn't work uh, I've got a friend of mine who has a local business and he goes could you look at this and I I'm asking him what's he doing he's like man we're, we're just spending a boatload of money and I don't know where it's going and as I looked at the account, they actually, it's a company that makes, they, they have an extruder that makes screws. So just imagine him putting all the keywords that he thought were relevant to his business. Um, needless to say, he goes, I don't know whether, I mean, literally they were burning money for like days. He goes, I don't know what, what's happening. It's like, well, you know, you kind of got like this big giant broad match for screw extruder that just may not be your right target. 
Um, you know, and it's, I think the reality of it is so many people just jump in and like, they think it's going to be easy to make money, which is wrong. At least I think it is. Oh, it is. It's terribly wrong, right? It's, I mean, in reality, it, to get a basic understanding of AdWords, you can do it in, you know, four to six hours to get a great understanding could take, you know, months of time and actually just doing the work. But, but it takes, I mean, five minutes to open an account, right? It takes, you know, three hours to build a decent looking account for, you know, maybe a thousand ad groups. If you're building an account with, you know, thousands of ad groups, I mean, we've had accounts that take us a month just to build. Um, but that's, you know, and that's that layout. It's just like building a house, right? Like, what's the end thing look like? What do we need to start with? How, you know, when does the, the wires, this kind of wire need to be laid versus the flooring laid versus, you know, you don't sheetrock something before you have wires in place. And, and it's that same kind of thing. And people just sort of jump to what they see as opposed to having a structure to, to create um, a proper account. And because it takes time and effort, right? It's not, it's not just handed to you. Oh my gosh. I, I think so many people look at like they expected there would be a software to do it for them. Um, it's like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with something called Speed PPC, but back in the day, it did a lot of stuff. I mean, it's still a pretty neat little software, but in the end of the day, the software, it can only assist you. If you don't know what you're doing, you're still going to put, like I said, 2,000 keywords in a group and just go, well, you know, it should work. I got one landing page. All these things are like kind of sort of remotely <laughs> related to my site, and I've got the same bid for everything. You know, Google should fix it for me. Um you know, and I think that's the reality is the average user is coming in just completely blind. They've, they've read some BS sales letter on whatever, and, you know, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't even remotely work that way. And with the changes in Google, I, as, I absolutely love Google. And it's hard to think that now we've got Google, we've got Display, we've got YouTube, we've got Gmail. We've got, I mean, literally there's like no shortages of opportunities to use Google. They're, they're oh, yeah. Not, so I don't think so. I don't think of AdWords, and I think of AdWords as an aggregation of channels, because you've got you know remarketing, shopping, search, remarketing for search, display buys, like you said, YouTube, and then you cross that with devices, and suddenly, in Gmail. I mean, we just keep going, right? There's so many different ways, and so I no longer think of AdWords as AdWords, right? I think it's an interface to manage multiple channels in one place. Absolutely, and I, I think it's really interesting. I know this is slightly off subject, but I love talking to people when we get into like attribution and lift and we're doing multi-channel. I think the average consumer cannot really even envision that opportunity that's even out there. You know, they're thinking, I did a search on Google. That's where my ad should be. I, I think they, they've completely missed the boat, and I think most marketers have too. You know. Oh, I totally agree, totally agree, right? It's It's... And the problem with attribution is you deal with thin data very quickly. So in some cases, this is where marketing managers and just that thought process is so important of let's at least design a few different customer journeys, market to the customer journey and see we need to change things if we don't have the data to, to prove it. Let's at least, I mean, they're called best practices for a reason. They're best for most people, not necessarily for everybody, but let's at least start with with a, a best practice multi-channel type of system and at least lay out our ideal customer journeys and start somewhere. It may be wrong, but at least it's a starting place. 
absolutely, absolutely. Well, I don't want to keep you online. I, pr I asked for 30 minutes. So I just want to say thank you for your 30 minutes. Where can we find out more about you and more about your software? Sure. So you can find um, Adalysis. It's Adalysis, so A-D-A-L-Y-S-I-S dot com, and you can contact me there. Or I do hang out at Twitter at uh, BG Theory. Um, and and I'm, if I'm a social, it's likely to be Twitter over anywhere else. Those are the two best places to usually find me. Or any SMX conference pretty much in the world. Um, you can find me at one of the SMXs as well. Thanks for listening to the Media Buyers Association, or MBA, with Charles Kirkland. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, MediaBuyersAssociation.com, to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Join us next time for another edition of MBA. MBA.